0: And welcome to Glitch Cube, our gaming podcast. And each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. And I'm Chris. And welcome back, you guys, for another fun and exciting conversation as we dive more into the world of games. Uh, This week, we are going to be a little bit more lighthearted with our conversation. We haven't done this in a while where we've discussed games that we are either currently playing, currently excited about, or just curious about, you know? We've been doing a lot of research-heavy or. Episodes, and we wanted to kind of sympathize, uh, yeah, simplify things. <laughs> Obviously, we need a break. <laughs> yeah. Simplify things a little bit for ourselves, our brains, and just kind of let you guys know what is piquing our interest as you know we are big rpg guys and we talk a lot about games of the past or games that are impactful in some way like last week when we started our journey around the world which we will be continuing do not worry we are not abandoning that we are just going to make sure that we have enough research in each area to make it as impactful as possible. So, hence the more casual kind of free flow conversations like you're going to be hearing today. That's kind of where this is coming from, really. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be fun because I feel like we haven't really... Me and Chris have discussed about some games that are we're interested in off mic, so it's going to be fun to discuss them on mic with you guys so you can see what we're looking at, maybe games that you haven't even heard of or something that you've seen recently that you're curious about and maybe you'll become more curious about or more curiouser about it after our conversation <laughs> <laughs> but anyway why don't you dive into what's going on with you let's we haven't done that in a while too huh right that's true so, we
1: haven't really talked about what we've been doing yeah, um so
0: well yeah what what's what's exciting what's new what's catching your eye what are you loving on this week
1: so for me, I'm still kind of continuing with my goal of trying to beat a certain amount of games this year. Um, I'm trying to set for 44 mm-hmm. and I'm at, I'm at seven right now. And, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to focus on like bigger titles this year. Cause I felt like last year I focused on a lot of indie and stuff. I kind of, you know, put on the back burner and, uh, Also, I noticed this year, I've been playing a lot of newer games, which is kind of different for me. I like focusing on kind of older generations, but, you know, I think with some of the games that really stood out to me that I've beaten recently, it was Psychonauts 2, which I've talked about on a previous episode. Uh, I forgot how far ago it was, but it was like towards the beginning of the year. Uh, I beat Jedi Fallen Order, which was really cool. And honestly, I really love that game. I... Mm. I didn't think I would just because you know it did seem kind of dark soulsy a little bit and I was like and eh, this seems difficult but I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, some other ones that I'd be was Mirror's Edge, which was a game I've always heard about but never played.
0: The wonderful parkour game. For those of you guys who were, I don't know, what are you, like 12? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't know what Mirror's Edge is. Uh, it's crazy to think how long ago that game came out because I love that game. It was such a cool idea. It was the first, like, parkour-style video game out there. And it was all done first-person, super rad, really, like, fun scenes. Now, I don't know how well it holds up. Maybe you can f- mm. feed us in on that. But it it was really an interesting topic. Now, of course, we see like crazy parkours and slides and stuff like that in a lot of games. Even Halo has it, right? Mm -hmm. But this was, uh, I feel like this was a very like pioneering video game when it came to movement. Like it showed us how versatile movement itself could be in a video game. But I guess, how does it hold up? What'd you think?
1: I think definitely for first person, uh, it was pretty innovative, you know, with the the mechanics you know it's there is a sequel to this i haven't played it i've heard it's very lackluster but playing through this game i uh i played it on the series x so it has you know the fps or it it runs stable basically it it was good it to me i can tell at the time it came out it must have been fantastic like mm-hmm. Mind blowing what they can do. Cause I mean, the game looked pretty. It, you know, it wasn't flashy, but it, it was clean. It was sleek. It, it did what it was there for, right? You know, the parkour, very limited action. It was very puzzle based too, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, I wasn't really expecting that when I played it, but it was a good game. I, just because of how, popular it is like people will still bring the title up you know as being kind of innovative Mm -hmm. i think it'd be worth a playthrough for someone interested in it yeah just don't go thinking like this is going to be the greatest game ever because there's times you try to jump on something and your character won't grab it right or you know it it definitely feels a little dated compared to what we have now like look at dying light even you know dying light 2 like to me, they kind of perfected first-person parkour. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, the grappling, everything about it's just like, that mechanic is perfect in it. Whereas going back, playing Mirror's Edge, it's like, oh, this, you know, it feels like a product of the time. Even though it was only two generations ago, that's enough of a a jump to really feel the difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you know it was it was still fun to play and it was a good break in between some of the other games i was playing like uh orion the blind forest and around this time i played enslaved which was back from one of our earlier episodes yeah. and it was cool because you know it was like oh i'm playing a 360 game and going to another like it was it it felt right almost it really felt like i was back in time and uh I really enjoyed Enslaved more than I thought I would. Uh, I thought it was fun. And honestly, I love those kind of games from that generation because I felt because there were so many, they all had to do something that made them stand out. And this game yeah. was like just beautiful. I feel like that was really the thing that stood out to me was that the game was just pretty. Uh, but
0: Especially now, like looking back at how long ago that game was made, Right and like seeing the graphics now, like that game, I in my mind it still holds up. Oh like yeah, those cutscenes, those cutscenes are still look really, really good. Like they did a really good job making the game itself
1: from that generation. It's definitely one of the more like graphic intense. Like that's good, you know. And you know the gameplay still felt fresh. Like it, it definitely feels like a game from that time, but not in a bad way. Right, like it's definitely, it's definitely worth like a playthrough if you're trying to you know play more games from that generation.
0: You know what I wanted to play through so bad after that episode. Hmm. I don't think I, but I've brought it up before in like the show. But Asura's uh, Asura's Wrath. Oh like, yeah, I wanted to play that game so bad. Like uh, for some reason, l- when I look at Enslaved, my mind instantly goes to Asura's Wrath right afterwards. Like, there's a weird connection there. I must have, like, played them around the same time because, like, I want to replay that game so bad. <laughs> they're
1: kind of, well, they're not totally similar, but they kind of are, at least, like, attitude-wise, I feel. Mm-hmm. That uh,
0: and El Shaddai for some reason. Oh, I yeah. Mean, that that, a good
1: one. That's more, like, Enslaved. Um, I have that game, but I don't have Ashura's Wrath. But I've been, like tempted to pick it up just because of what you were telling me about before which sounded really badass and then
0: it's a great like turn your brain off and just go kind of game yeah it's one of those like if you need a break from because okay like right like a lot of the games that are coming out now like Dying Light 2 Elden Ring all that stuff these are huge games that you have Mm -hmm. to dedicate so much time to like I kind of miss the time the era of like smaller just like experience games like a Shore's wrath like that game was just an experience game it was something quick it was badass it was crazy it was gritty like it was a lot taken. it was basically an anime
1: video game right mm-hmm.
0: and it, i kind of miss those little bite-sized experiences not gonna lie
1: it's interesting you bring that up because that's gonna go into the next game i was gonna talk about which is the last game i've beaten uh and i I like that you bring that up because for the longest time I was a person that always wanted to play long games cause I wanted my money's worth. Right. Mm-hmm. If I'm spending $60, I better at least get 40 hours of play time. Right. Yeah. Minimum. And like, I feel bad if I'm spending $40 on a five hour game, like it just feels weird. But last of us Two,
0: mm-hmm.
1: controversial game for many different reasons. How you look at it i know a lot of people hated it because of the certain death that happens in it that's not really a spoiler at this point but you know a lot of people hate it because of the revenge part they hate it because a character they love died you know and for the longest time i was like i don't i don't care about this game like it's i didn't care about the first last of us i thought it was overrated like it was mm-hmm. it was enjoyable but i wasn't like a fanboy And I was able to get this game for 10 bucks. And I was like, okay, well, this, this that's a very beautiful game, you know, for $10. And I will say that, yeah, graphically, this game is gorgeous. Like the world seems so real. Like, I don't think I've played a game where like the environment felt so real Mm -hmm. for the time. And the motion capture of the actors and actresses is so good like it really looks like you know they captured every movement you know and i'm looking Mm. at horizon forbidden west you know the characters are like jittery they're always animated moving and at times they do look real but other times it just seems so weird seeing someone moving around aimlessly whereas in the last of us 2 they literally mimic as if it's a person right and i was mm. so blown away by that i'm like wow like seeing that is what kept me through that game and i actually ended up beating it but going back to the time the game took like over 20 hours to beat like it was oh, it was long and i'm like dude it i get they wanted to tell a serious story right they wanted to make it feel like a movie that you played but there was so much of it that I'm like, why, are th- why is this here? Like, just cut half of this out and get to get on with the story. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, every little segment you went into, there was always one part where I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense in the story. But it just annoyed me that the game was so long. Like, I wasn't bothered by all the other, you know fanboys out there that got mad at the game you know they all think it's like social justice stuff blah 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 like i don't i don't give a shit about that part of my language for me the game was just too damn long mm. but uh i don't regret playing it like it it did the gun the shooting did feel good i thought it was interesting how in certain situations you kill someone and they like say their name they're like oh my god you killed adrian like i'm gonna kill mm. you like that Former realism was cool because when you're exploring the city, you find notes. And on some of these people you killed, those are notes they left in a totally different area, right? So you're in one part of Seattle, you find a note from Bobby talking about how, you know, he joined like the Firefly stuff like that. And then, you know, two chapters later, you're in a gunfight and you kill Bobby and people yeah. are like saying it. And it's like, oh my God, like, that was the guy from the note before like little minor things like that was freaking cool and i also thought it was interesting how animated they were like when you shot somebody like there was a point where i was getting chased and i just straight up like took the shotgun and shot this dude leg and his leg just flies off and then he's hmm. crawling on the ground like yelling and shit and i was like dude like this seal's real like they're literally like still alive, but they're like maimed. And then you just, you know, you can, obviously you shoot them again they're dead, but it's like, it just, it felt really realistic Mm -hmm. in a weird way. Like it almost was like realistic murder, but I mean, that's, that's something different, but it was an interesting game and I can tell it's not for everybody. Um, I think for $10, it, It was good for $10. And I will admit that I think the reason I played it was for the virtual photography, which is something I'm really getting into nowadays. Hmm. Um, I love playing a game that's really nice and just taking photos in the game. Hmm. And that game, it's apparent, like, the community is big in that. Like, I didn't realize people really were into virtual photography. and I didn't even know that was a thing. You go on Twitter or Instagram and you just see people like taking in game photos with the photo mode and stuff like that. And some of the stuff people capture is just beautiful. Like it, you see that and you're like, wow, this must have been made by like, this must have been posted by a game designer because they want people to buy their game. But it's like, no, this is a player who played this and was able to make this photo happen. Like it's interesting how this is becoming a thing. But with that game it was super easy to do that because the settings were just gorgeous. Unlike any other like game I've played lately that has that graphical setting. But mm-hmm. um you know, recently within the past month, uh, I think the the few games that really stick out to me, and I'll go in order of when I've played them, uh, first was Pokemon, you know, yeah. or Arceus or however the fuck People say it.
0: yeah I beat that already.
1: Oh, you did beat it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Finally, Damn. I know it took forever. That yeah. final fight was a lot harder than you expect. right really? like, Okay. Yeah. There's, there's the end of this like uh, quote unquote story final fight where it's like every other battle and it's not that hard, right? Mm-hmm. But then if you go back to the area, like it, when you when you jump back into the game, they give you another quest to actually capture all the legendary pokemon that you interacted with and then hmm. you fight the real final boss. Um oh. actually you have to do that twice, <laughs> which is kind of annoying. Twice. Yeah, so you do all that and then the there's another final final boss where you actually fight Arceus or Arceus or whatever mm-hmm. and capture them, uh, but you have to fill out your pokédex 100% in order to get to that. Oh, so shit. yeah, so like there's the main story There's the story plus where you catch all the legendaries and then you go fight the main legendary or the second to main legendary, and then you fill out your Pokedex one hundred percent and then that unlocks the final final boss, like the true ending of the game.
1: The Pokedex one hundred percent. Does that mean you have to get each Pokemon to level ten, or do you just have to like get them recorded? Uh, Check marks on everything. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: It's a little annoying. It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it does sound like a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it, it
0: yeah, that to me like that that became kind of a crawl after the fact. Yeah. Like okay, I don't really want to do this because you can kind of speed through the main story of it completely oh, yeah. right? like it, it, it's not that hard. The hardest part was the act like after the story boss that was actually really hard it was the first fight that i actually got ko'd in i was like oh shit like okay and now i actually have to train a little bit get these levels up and then come back to this and this is actually after trying out a team of all level 70 legendaries like i had a full team of all of them and i still got my ass kicked (laughs) so i had to come back at level like it was only like level 75 level 76 it wasn't like massive grinding but it was enough to be like like, oh, yeah, this is Pokemon again, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so that was interesting, but it was fun. It was still fun. I do really appreciate the game. I mean, that was actually the last game that I really played, unfortunately. I wish I, like, I have so many games that I want to play that are on my radar. I have a few things downloaded. But, yeah, Pokemon was the last one I really, really dived into.
1: How long do you think it took you to beat it? Because I'm curious, uh... like, getting all of that extra stuff at the end, like, 50 hours or so?
0: about i would probably say closer to 60 i am because okay. because some of the pokemon remember it like they don't spawn frequently you know mm-hmm. and to still have to like 100 everything it's kind of annoying so
1: yeah i i think i'm more than 50 percent done with that game like i finished the volcano uh part and mm, the arcanine yeah yeah um i had just finished that and that's kind of i'm in the 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 next area you know with the the climbing but um yeah with (laughs) sneevel yeah and that's kind of where i stopped because then i was like oh i'm gonna play you know the next game horizon forbidden west which you know i'm gonna kind of keep these two short because i want to fill in some of the stuff you want to talk about but long story short if you like the first horizon game you'll probably like this game To me, at least in the beginning, it doesn't feel like a different game at all. And I'm not saying this in a bad way. This is someone who platinum the first game, really enjoyed it. The first third of the game, it literally felt like nothing really new. Like it felt more of the same, which, you know, isn't a bad thing for a lot of people that enjoyed the first one. But then once you get past the starting area you know more opens up and you're like oh this is cool and then it just feels more like a typical open world game you know you have your stuff thrown at you you have different things you can do and this is kind of you know same old generic and then I would say maybe halfway through the map like my game progression total completion is like 38% so I know I'm not halfway, but I know what the main story, I think I'm halfway. The game definitely picks up, and it actually, I really started enjoying it. Like, I'll be honest, it was kind of hard for me to, like, follow on with the game up to a certain point. I was like, God, this is more of the same. I'm getting bored. And then something just clicked, and there was a certain part, not just story-based, but just gameplay-based too, that I'm like, this is cool. Like it made me want to explore more of the map and you know, certain things you do, you do see the differences later. Like I like that the collectibles kind of have a meaning where, you know, you see your hard work later on with differences and Mm -hmm. there's a lot to do. And the world seems full, which is also really cool because a lot of open world games don't really feel like that, right? Like you have your hubs and that's it this game has so many different like robots thrown around different parts of the map. It's like, it's just interesting. And I kind of wish I didn't start Elden Ring because I really want to keep playing it and like explore more. But I think also a break is good because I was starting to get burnt out on it a little bit. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: But it's, you know, it's a pretty game. It does have its buggy problems here and there. And, you know, alloy, talks too much and she moves too much but aside from that the game is fun you know i i say if you like the first game play this one is it really feels more of the same and uh other than that i started playing all in ring yesterday and you know like everybody else seems to be doing it's i like it i as someone who is not a huge souls fan nor a huge breath of the wild fan i'm enjoying mm, it i i know <laughs> it's like two huge things that everyone adores but you know i i like both but i wouldn't be like die on a fucking soapbox to defend it but um this game's cool i feel like the what it's done to a soul like game and making it more open definitely makes it more interesting and as someone who really likes more fast-paced stuff this game is definitely i think suited more towards me the world you know it feels like breath of the wild where you know there's certain pockets where there's enemies around and people and things to explore which is cool you know there's there definitely is little things to see but it still has that dark souls difficulty and when I first played it, I would say the first hour, I was kinda like, This is a mistake. I shouldn't have bought this. I'm not really into this. And then today I played another like hour and a half, and I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I bought this. Because it I feel and this isn't a spoiler because it happens so fast. When you get your horse, it almost changed the game for me. It it felt like less like a souls game and felt more of just an action RPG. Because you're not just clunking around everywhere. You know, you can ride your horse, smack enemies with it, hightail out of there. You know, there's spirits you can summon to be around you in certain areas. And it's just, it's cool. Like, it, it's a fresh breath mm. in a genre that I feel is overdone I mean I don't want to compare it to a lot of other open world games like say Horizon which is more of that typical Ubisoft Assassin's Creed kind of open world since other than Breath of the Wild there's not that many games where it's like this choose your own path kind of game but whereas Breath of the Wild felt almost god what's the term for it overwhelmed Mm. with what to do and where to go this game though it has it it almost makes me afraid and i think that's something i haven't really felt in the game in a long time aside from playing you know typical horror games but i'm fearful of going to certain areas because i'm like oh my god that guy's like triple my size like i don't want to fight him you know so i like right. run to a different thing and i'm like i haven't felt that way in a game you know you think of breath of the wild yeah you saw one of those lionels or whatever the hell they're called and like you would freak out you'd be like oh shit like that thing is gonna kill me quick in this game it's like you don't know what's gonna kick your ass like even the smallest things can still hit you pretty hard and uh i don't know though so far i'm enjoying it i mean i'm not that far into it but i'm looking forward to it and you know i mean it it sucks because there's so many good games coming out this month next month and it's just it's overwhelming you know Mm -hmm. and i'm like i need to beat these two games before i buy anything else i mean that's what i'm trying to tell because
0: supposedly it's like over 100 hours
1: yeah i'm like i think i hate to say it because i feel like this is my problem with souls games i'll play them and then i'll get distracted and then it's hard for me to go back and i feel like with this game this would be the worst game to do that but i don't know dude fucking triangle strategy comes out next month which is one i was super hyped for um i know there was a couple others that are coming out next month too but this year has a lot of good games. I know we're going to talk about this eventually about some of the new indie games that are coming out, but I want to find out with you what's been up? What have you been up to?
0: Uh, I've been doing a lot of crazy stuff at work, honestly. <laughs> so, work has been, I, I feel like I'm back in school mode where I was making a lot of things, but not playing a lot of things.
1: Mm. Right.
0: And so, I'm kind of like falling back into that trap. I mean, like, it, it is important right now, like I'm starting this new position. Uh, it's still fresh. It's only been a couple months. And the more information I'm getting about the position, the more tasks I guess I'm I have, right? Where now my boss is telling me that all everything that I'm writing down, and the reason why he's making me write so much lately is that it's going to be used as manager tools for me to train other branches of San Diego to run these programs too. So oh, like, wow. I, like he he's he let me know the other day. He's like, by the way, you know that you are the spearhead of this, right? Like you are going to be the one running all of this and making sure that all the why's are on the same page and they're able to accomplish these programs successfully. And I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) Right. It's, it's a lot. It's super exciting. So like I've been doing a lot, I've been playing around a lot with scratch coding, which is super fun, uh, designing different curriculums and games for kids to play and learn how to program. And I've actually been diving a lot into Minecraft lately because we are starting up a Minecraft course i know it sounds weird right minecraft course ooh, that sounds boring but no what we're doing is basically like a minecraft club where they're going to be playing uh either virtually or in person right and so they'll have that like collaboration effort as well as far as working with someone across the world or whatever it may be And I'm creating these little projects for them to do. And I'm just thinking about what this world, what the server is going to look like a year from now once we keep building and keep filling it with all of these things. It's just really, really exciting stuff. And yeah, I'm just just having a blast doing it. Like I haven't gone to work upset. I haven't gone to work in a bad mindset. I've just gone to work and started playing and it's just really, really fun. (laughs) It's just a lot to take in. And it's- it's crazy to think about like how serious of a position I have when it feels like I'm just playing and it's so great to have that feeling again. But, Bring it back to video games real quick. There are a couple games that I have on my radar. I just downloaded the demo to Triangle Strategy. Again, I played the original demo, loved it, because it was something crazy different. And now I'm so excited to play through the demo again to see how far it's come, because I've heard that they've done some pretty big changes. And for those of you who don't know what Triangle Strategy is, it's a tactics-based game, uh, but it's heavily, like, it's heavily diplomatic-focused, mm-hmm. I guess is the right way to put it. It's, choice-based. It's th- choice-based, yeah. Think like Octopath Tra- Traveler, but like choice-based and just more, right? Like tactics, too. So, I don't know. There's a lot to this game. It's absolutely gorgeous, and I'm super excited to play it. Um, but one and da- one game I actually was playing a couple days ago... Uh, was earthbound because <laughs> they put oh, earthbound damn. on the switch. I was like, oh sweet. Like I, I just opened it up real quick and I totally forgot that they put that on there. I was like, oh yeah, I'll I'll start this up again. That's cool. So started playing through that a little bit. Really excited to, to continue playing through that one because I, I love the fact that it's on the Switch and it's on like virtual console, right? Mm-hmm. So I can just kind of hop back in whenever I want to. So that's a really nice touch. And it's making those kind of games much more approachable, which I absolutely love. And I'm just really, really excited about it. But there, yeah, those are kind of like the two games that are really, really big on my radar right now. I've watched a lot of footage of Dying Light 2, and it looks really cool. But I don't know if I want to pick it up and play through it. Same thing with Elden Ring. Like, I I probably will pick it up eventually, but everything I see about it, it just looks like a really pretty um, Souls game, right? And to me, like, what ends up happening to me when I play Souls games is, like, about after the 15 to 20 hour mark, I'm kind of over it. And I don't, like, there's not enough. I think this is a great game um, as far as remember, our discussion on story and gameplay. I feel like sold games are great games to argue that there needs to be some sort of narrative in the game, right? For me, at least, or for players like me who need something to keep, or to keep them coming back, right? The same thing happened with me with Breath of the Wild, where it was a lot to take in there's a lot of really cool stuff but after a while it's like okay i'm kind of over it right Mm -hmm. and i tried to pad it out and that was probably the mistake i made where i was going through all the temples and i was trying to do the house building stuff and just really like try and find ways to keep myself interested in the title but i was never able to fully like dive in which is unfortunate because it is a really great game i'm not denying that it's one of the greatest games made but it just doesn't grab my attention for an extended period of time the way that like for instance final fantasy 12 did right Mm -hmm. like that game hooked me (laughs) and it was all the stats and everything that was going on like that was really interesting to me but anyway Yeah, that's kind of where my mind is at right now. There's a few like little games that I've been perusing. Like Rogue Tower is a great indie game that's out right now. It's a tower defense rogue like game. Um, And it's pretty cool because, like, the way that the world generates, it's like tiles, right? So tiles with different paths, and you pick which direction you want your path to continue on. And then enemies come in hordes, depending on where the path is. And you have to put down different like ballistas and mortars and stuff like that to defend your tower. And it's just it's a it's a pretty cool, fast paced, like low impact kind of game. Um, but <laughs> one of the things that I was talking to a co worker today, um, I had to go into work on a Saturday, I usually just work Monday through Fridays. But I went to work on Saturday to help out with the basketball league and I've never met this guy before. We started chatting a little bit. Turns out that he's really big into d and Magic the Gathering. So I was like, oh, cool. We have something to talk about that's not basketball. Because that, that's what I was worried about. <laughs> and uh, apparently he was letting me know that Street Fighter actually did a collaboration which, with Magic the Gathering recently. Hmm and the cards look awesome like they're super super cool so like you can actually add characters like ryu chun li uh guile freaking Z- Zangief, uh blanca like they all have cards now that Damn. you can add into your decks so, which is super cool like they even have e honda like that's red, right so that it's is really cool it, and they're all foil cards um, there's even a basic like a there's a spell card for Hadouken. So like if you don't want to put in these characters because some of them their color combinations are a little weird mm. when it comes to magic, right? As far as like building a deck around it so that you can actually use them, and just like, being able to just throw out a Hadouken is pretty cool. <laughs> like that just sounds really fun. <laughs> so I I don't know I'm my. My mind is everywhere right now. Like I'm feeling very scatterbrained when it comes to gaming because I'm having a lot of interest pop up, but there's nothing that's like I need to play it right now. I'm enjoying the exploration phase, I guess I can say, where I'm having a lot of fun exploring these titles by learning about them, whether it's digital or hard you know like actual like cards right for magic the gathering like it's just really fun doing the research on it but i I guess at the same time like i don't feel like i need to play it to get the enjoyment out of it if that Mm -hmm. makes sense no so it's it's been it's been a lot of fun so right now i feel like i'm in a very heavy exploration phase rather than play phase and i think that i'm just stockpiling a bunch of stuff so that whenever i do get into that play phase I'm just ready to go and dive in headfirst and I'll just have a bunch of stuff to go through. Um, Like, for instance, the next vest in Steam like that is going on right now. And there's a ton of really cool titles that are, you know, piquing my interest, but I haven't dived in super far into any of those, but I definitely have a lot on my list that I do want to check out. And there's some really, really cool stuff. Like, you know, the Wandering Village seems really interesting. It's another one of those that I feel like it's not going to be taking my life over, (laughs) which is nice. It's just going to be something that I'll play every once in a while. So there's a lot of stuff like that where, like, I feel like if there's a game that I'm going to play, it needs to be something that I can easily hop in and out, but get a great experience out of it. Like, I don't know if I can dedicate hundreds of hours to something right now in this point of my life.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, you bring up next Fest, and I know we had stuff on it before. Cause it, I think they do it every season, but mm-hmm. uh, like I've been trying to find smaller little bite sized, pieces you know and i think there's a lot of good smaller games coming out soon that isn't that are gonna be interesting but uh with next fest there was a few that i found that were really interesting and i because i know sometimes when next fest ends which is on the 28th they take a lot of the demos down Mm. so i just downloaded a bunch of them just in case and installed them but uh yeah, like like you said, Wondering Village looked really cool. Um, I'm really interested in Small Saga, where mm. you are a mouse, and you try to survive. You know, cats and it. To me, it looks like one of the better RPGs shown off at Next Fest, and I feel like for some reason it's not really getting like a whole lot of view time, at least from people I've watched that is looking at these kind of games. But I think that might be the game I'm most interested in. Uh, jack move looks pretty good and uh Secret seems like cat boy. yeah uh, yeah uh seems everyone's interested in that nobody survival yeah. game which looks kind of cool you know there's a lot of i mean every next fest there's always really interesting indie titles that like usually they're pretty early access right they're they're in beta stage sometimes they're in alpha stage like it's you don't expect to see these games until probably next year. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when we did next fest uh, stuff last time, uh, there was a game I played unsighted. And then a few months later it came out like full. And I mean, it was really cool, you know, being able to play a game kind of early, but I don't know. I, back in the day, I didn't like playing these games, like, like preview builds and early builds. Cause I'm like, I just want to play the full game. But it's cool seeing these things kind of grow from when you first played it, and uh, nowadays, anytime Next Fest happens, I, I just watch. Like I watch like all the news about it because I feel like a lot of these indie games are doing new things, and Mm -hmm. you won't see these kind of things in a AAA game. You probably won't even see these games at like you know E3 or you know Summer Game Fest stuff like that. Like these are smaller indie titles but you know sometimes they they get blown up and it's cool you know i feel like more people should know these games should see them and i don't know i'm always excited every time it pops up
0: yeah it seems like there's a lot of simulation games coming up pretty soon here especially on the next fest thing so that's going to be interesting simulation games are going to be taking over the world
1: I mean, it already feels like they are, but yeah, you're right. Like, I feel like for better or for worse, simulation games are getting bigger. And I mean, sometimes I feel like they're so in-depth that they could be used at like a job where people can learn how to do stuff. But some of them are also pretty bare and, you know, typical game. But Mm -hmm. it is interesting how there's like becoming a simulation game for everything. And I think... I don't think we've done an episode on that, and I know we were talking about that a long time ago, but I think it'd be kind of fun to dive into why these kind of simulation games are getting popular.
0: Yeah, I agree. Oh, and actually one other thing that we've been doing that I think needs to be shined on um, is we actually did a collaboration with Genre Geeks. and uh we guested on their show we talked about texas chainsaw massacre we've talked about the first one so far the one from 1974 the original in lieu of the release of the new texas chainsaw massacre that is now out on netflix we will be working with them again and discussing the new one as well whenever time permits there's been some scheduling conflicts but that's okay these things happen um But yeah, be on the lookout for that. And if you guys want to hear our take on movies, specifically horror movies, uh, go over to genre geeks and give that a listen because it was a really fun one to record. Those guys are
1: crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I really had fun.
0: Yeah, that was that was a really good one. So we're excited about that. And we're excited about future collaborations, too, because we've been slowly reaching out to more and more podcasts out there. And there are some people who have expressed interest in working with us. And we are super jazzed for that in the future. So just trying to build that community, expand things out like we've always said we wanted to. And it seems like it is finally coming to fruition, which is really, really cool. That is actually really exciting. That needs to be shared. So
1: but yeah, go ahead. Real quick, if you are interested in collaborating with us, just make sure to not sound like a bot. I'm so tired of people like messaging, DM oh, for God. promotion or collab DM. It's like, fuck you. Like you know, I like, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> make it real. If you're interested, you know, just just sound real at least.
0: Put a little bit of effort into it. Maybe like two sentences. Yeah. more th- more than three words that's probably the yeah, idea <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs>
0: cuz we get so many of those dumb messages of which i'm sure a lot of content creators get that right it's like mm-hmm oh hey DM for collab and then you open it up and it's this long spiel of like collaboration with my women's activewear it's like <laughs> like I am so tempted to like call, uh, message them and say oh we'd love to so that they can send us samples of women's activewear and we wear that crap <laughs> just to really like mess up their page and their algorithm but anyway <laughs> that would be That's pretty a good fun. idea right I mean shoot free money <laughs> but anyway I think that's gonna do it for us this week. This has been a very mellow, relaxed, chill kind of episode where we just are discussing some games that have piqued our interest over the last few months. Something that we don't do a lot of, but yeah, it's fun. It's nice to have kind of like a breather episode every once in a while. and. Next week, we will be discussing some more games out there, exploring further into the world itself of games as art, as storytelling tools, as preservation tools, as whatever the hell you want them to be, because that's what games are. And that's what makes them amazing. But anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for all of the support. Thank you for all the love out there. And yeah, we'll catch you all next week. Uh, bye.
1: Bye.